It's Wednesday and welcome to another episode of Ecoville. I'm your host, Nonsikele Lokwakam. Today we are joined by a very special guest who is also known as the Zero Waste Chef. She's a blogger and an author. For over a decade, she has been living with little plastic and food waste. Would like to welcome Anne-Marie Bono to the program. She is here to talk about waste reduction in the kitchen, as well as tell us more about her book called Zero Waste Chef, which is also available on Amazon. Welcome to the program, Anne-Marie. Oh, thank you, Nancy. Thanks for having me. All right. So tell us about the journey that led you to becoming the Zero Waste Chef. Well, it started back in 2011. I read about plastic pollution in the oceans and I didn't realize that there was so much of it. Mm -hmm. And I was horrified. Animals get tangled in it. They feed it to their young and they're, they're dying and suffering. And a lot of it is due to plastic that we don't actually even need. So mm -hmm. I was just kind of heartbroken and I told my daughter my older daughter she was 16 at the time mm -hmm. I said we have to get off of plastic this is just terrible and she was really into it and she said okay great so mm -hmm. we made our first trip to the grocery store and there was plastic everywhere mm -hmm. you know when you when you start looking for it you know you see it everywhere because it is everywhere and I remember saying to her this is impossible the plastics everywhere. How are we ever going to do this? And so she started to do the research and figure out, you know, what we needed to do. And, uh, you know, it took months, but we slowly made a lot of little switches and they added up. And um, then she started writing a blog. Mm -hmm. It was called The Plastic Free Chef because she's really into cooking. And mm -hmm. when she went away to university, she she couldn't keep it up. And so... I loved her blog and I said, can I take it over? And mm -hmm. she said, no, start your own blog. <laughs> so, so I started my blog and, uh, and you know, it's a constant work in progress. Mm -hmm. New challenges present themselves like mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but it's fun. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's been fun. At first it was really hard, but mm -hmm. it, it was fun even, even back then when it was hard. Mm -hmm. So, so it's 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 nice to to actually go with you into the journey of uh, how you became the the zero waste chef. So, um, to become the zero waste chef, were you also like uh, keen on cooking, like your daughter? That's why you you decided like on on waste. Oh yeah, yeah. Waste in 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 the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I I'm uh, have always cooked. Well. I you know, as an adult, when I was a teenager, my mom said I would, I would uh, just go without eating rather mm -hmm. than cook something for myself. But then when my kids were born, yeah, I started to cook and I've made, I've baked bread ever since my older daughter was a baby. Okay. But, um, so, and when we started, we, we did an audit and we, looked at where the plastic was coming from every week and mm -hmm. most of it was coming from the kitchen mm -hmm. you know even if you're a hardcore minimalist and you don't buy a lot of things and mm -hmm. 
you don't own a lot of stuff, you still have to eat. And so the kitchen's a really good place to start. And you can focus not only on reducing plastic waste, but food waste, which is a big driver of climate change. Mm-hmm. So, so when I was going through your Instagram, your Facebook, mostly you're, you're giving out tips on how we can reduce waste in our kitchens. So would you mind just giving our listeners some tips like on how we can reduce waste in our kitchens? Oh, sure. I think the, the biggest one and the easiest one to do is to cook with what you have on hand. Mm-hmm. So if you look at through your pantry and your refrigerator and see what you already have and think of what you can make with that mm-hmm. rather than saying, oh, tonight I feel like eating whatever, mm-hmm. uh, pizza or whatever, and you go out and you buy all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Instead, turn that around. So let the contents of your kitchen dictate what you're going to eat next. And if you do that, you will absolutely slash the food waste, but you'll also cut packaging waste because there's a chance that some of that food came in packages. And mm-hmm. so if you're letting food go bad in packages and throwing that out, then you have to replace it with more food. So that would be my number one tip. And you don't have to cook anything fancy. Uh, just, you know, simple simple food from good ingredients. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to cut plastic, you know, you can top talk the you can start with the top four. Uh, plastic Free July has a bunch of information on this on what they call the top four. So these are the kinds of plastics that are really common, but they're also easily replaced. So plastic bags mm-hmm. and pro- plastic produce bags you know, use reusable ones that will cut a lot of plastic and you can keep those produce bags inside your shopping bags so that you always have them and you don't forget them at home. Um, Water, bottled water, you know, depending on where you live here, here in the States, um, you know, some people do have to buy bottled water if their water isn't safe, but the majority of people buy it because of marketing that they've been convinced that the water isn't isn't drinkable Mm -hmm. so and then straws plastic straws uh, you know that's for most people that's easy to replace and then the fourth item is um to go coffee cups so Mm -hmm. those are lined with plastic so drink drink your coffee out of a real cup or your Mm -hmm. tea Mm -hmm. and if you uh Work on those four things, you'll you'll cut a lot of plastic. Mm-hmm. So so now that we've learned of, of ways to reduce waste in our kitchen, so tell us why is it important to reduce food waste and how do we personally benefit from doing that and how does the environment also benefit from doing that? Oh, well, so worldwide, according to the UN, they, uh, the UN put out this food waste index last year. It was very comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, a third of the food we produce goes to waste. Mm-hmm. So that wastes not only the food, but all of the resources that went into growing the food. So the water, we're in a terrible drought where I live in mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. 
we waste the water, the energy, the seeds and the chemical inputs that go into the soil, the labor. Uh, we clear land of trees to grow food that, you know, a third of it goes uneaten. So it's a huge problem. And then once that uneaten food goes to a landfill, it's compacted and it's cut off of oxygen. And so anaerobic bacteria break it down. Anaerobic bacteria release methane gas mm -hmm. as a byproduct, which is a greenhouse gas much more potent than carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. It's uh, 84 times more potent over a 20 year period. Oh, okay. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a huge problem. It accounts for between eight and 10% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And it happens all along the supply chain. So it happens uh, on farms, grocery stores don't want to buy wonky produce, you know, they want it to all look perfect mm. in restaurants and uh, all along the supply chain, but also uh, worldwide, according to that UN report, the biggest chunk is, occurs in homes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I've been obsessed with this for a while. There is no downside to eating all the food you buy. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't think of one. You save money. I think when you eat all of the, you know, when you, when you figure out how to cook all the food you buy, it makes cooking more fun because you, you're more creative. Mm -hmm. You look at what you have and you say, okay, what can I make with this? And it kind of becomes a game and you come up with combinations and flavors and dishes that you maybe otherwise would never have thought about. You know, some of my favorite dishes have just, you know, they've, they've um, come from that creativity of me trying things, experimenting. So, uh, yeah, I can't, uh, there are just so many benefits to reducing food waste at home. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you really brought up something that's, that's resonated with me because when we go into the shop, there's this need for perfection. Like my carrot should be yeah. straight, my, my, my baby Mara should be straight. So um, do you think people will ever come to a point of accepting and just buying vegetables just the way they are grown so that we, we reduce uh, food waste? Well, I hope so. And I, I think so. There are a couple of companies uh, here in the US that um, they sell wonky looking vegetables. There's one that's called imperfect, I think it's imperfect produce mm -hmm. or imper imperfect foods. And the food tastes just as good when it, when it has a, you know, wonky shape to it. Mm -hmm. And there, I'm not sure the names of the grocery stores, but I know there's one in Canada that sells wonky fruit and vegetables for a discount. So People are going to try it if they can get a discount, especially right now with food inflation being so high. And mm -hmm. then when they realize, oh, this tastes just as good and I'm going to chop it up anyway. So what difference does it make? It does so make I, a difference. Yeah. And I buy most of my produce, actually all of it at the farmer's market. And there, everything is kind of wonky and, you know, the shapes are different and mm. the apples are different sizes and, and because that's how food grows 
So I, yeah, I think I, I think people will eventually overcome this need for, for perfection in their food. It's, I mean, it's just kind of silly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and okay, I'd like to congratulate you on publishing your cookbook. Oh, thank you. Uh, so tell us more about your cookbook and how it can assist people in their zero waste journey. Well, uh, it's called The Zero Waste Chef. And um, I have a few chapters at the front that talk about how to reduce your waste. So how to reduce plastic and food waste. And throughout the book, at the end of almost every recipe, I have a little section called and now for your next recipe and then i tell the reader okay now you have this ingredient left over go to page such and such and use it in that so that mm -hmm. you know you have some ideas for what to do with the little bits and pieces of food or i'll say okay you've now made this with the leftovers make that like with the leftover dish so i i tried to think of the book as a like a puzzle it all kind of fits together Mm -hmm. Because I think if you if you think, oh, I have to make something from scratch every night and cook a different thing, that's just too much work. So if you can try to think ahead, like today I'm going to roast a bunch of vegetables. I'm making ratatouille. I'm going to make quite a bit. And we're not going to eat all of the roasted vegetables that I cook. So I'll have, and I, I don't want to eat all of them because I want to have some left over. So with the leftovers, I'll put them in a frittata or I'll put them on a pizza or maybe toss them with some pasta. So, you know, if you always think ahead like that, it will save you time. And let's see, I have a section called uh, staples and scraps and I have several fermented things you can make like uh, ketchup and mustard and tomato paste. I have a section breakfast and breads. I have a lot of sourdough in the book. I'm obsessed with sourdough bread. Mm -hmm. And I have sides and mains and desserts and snacks and drinks. Mm -hmm. So uh, lots of ideas. I And I try to show people, you know, you, you don't have to always follow a recipe exactly. You can make substitutions depending on what it is with with baking bread you know you follow the recipe <laughs> because mm -hmm. that's chemistry but for a lot of dishes you know you can substitute things if if you're out of one ingredient you may not have to make a trip to the store for that one ingredient there's probably something in your kitchen that you can use instead so that will help you reduce food waste and save time and save money well so I, well, I really like, I like the jigsaw puzzle part of it, that uh, it makes it more interesting. Yeah, I hope so. I think so. All right. So, so in the decade, it's, it's, I think it's over a decade that you've been on this journey. Do you think more or less uh, people are embracing it? Oh, definitely more. So many more. When we first started, there was one blogger we followed. Her name is Beth Terry, and she has a blog called My Plastic Free Life. Mm -hmm. And hardly anybody else was writing about this stuff. 
and there was hardly any news coverage. Anytime something about plastic pollution would pop up in the news, my daughter and I would get so excited. We'd say, oh, look, they're talking about it in the, on the news. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was, yeah, hardly. And then it exploded. Around 2017, when David Attenborough did mm -hmm. his uh, documentary on the BBC, Blue mm -hmm. Planet 2, Mm -hmm. I think it really it really exploded it, because that was the number one show on the BBC that year and I could tell from my blog my social media people in the UK were freaking out when they mm -hmm. saw when they learned about the plastic pollution and so I think that was a big turning point and then from there it's just grown and grown you know once like with me once I saw those images of you know, the dead albatross with its stomach filled mm. with plastic. I mean, you can't unsee that and you, you just can't. want to do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you know, it's the the albatross had bottle caps and things and you know, we, we don't need Coke to survive. No. It's it just it didn't it didn't have to be this way. So I think more and more people are learning about it and they realize like this is terrible and also plastic is made of fossil fuels and it's a as big oil sees the writing on the wall that people are going to eventually quit fossil fuels hopefully sooner rather than later mm. they're ramping up plastic production because they want to do something with with all of their fossil fuels they want to sell it somehow so they're spending billions and billions of dollars building more plastic plants to create even more plastic so no it's, it's good to hear that a lot of people around the world are, are actually embracing a plastic free life and uh, i think oh, it's yeah. actually making yeah it's actually making such a difference so um, i read a statement from the united nations that said fighting food waste means fighting climate change. How true do you think that statement is? Well, okay. Fighting food waste absolutely helps fight climate change because producing all of this food creates emissions all along the you know life cycle of the food. And so if we stop throwing that food out and we eat it instead um it it helps it, it cuts down the methane gas that the food um generates in the landfill and you know it feeds people there are i think 900 million a million or sorry a billion food insecure people around the world it's a it's a huge number uh meanwhile we're we're wasting all of this food so yeah food waste were its own country this is also according to the un if food waste were its own country it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases in the world oh God. behind china and the u.s mm -hmm. so unlike other problems that we face regarding climate change food food waste is one that we can you know we can tackle 
like a lot easier than than some of these other problems. Mm -hmm. No, no, that that that's great. So, lastly, what brings you the most joy from living a sustainable lifestyle? It brings me so much joy. And I had no idea that that would be one of the benefits. I just wanted to cut the plastic, but you know, my, my diet improved because I stopped eating highly processed foods, started eating more vegetables. And so my health improved. Mm -hmm. um, it gave me a purpose. Living intentionally just, I think, calms a person down. It helps you retain your sanity. Uh, it's, you know, my food tastes better. It's, it's, it's just fun. I think a lot of people may think, oh, sustainability, that means I have to give up a lot of stuff and live this sad, deprived life. But it's not true. It brings more joy. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, Anne-Marie, that, uh, living a sustainable lifestyle gives you so much joy. And I'm actually hoping from listening to this interview, uh, more people will adopt a sustainable lifestyle. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for coming to the program. And we are so grateful to people like you who are promoting a sustainable lifestyle. Oh, well, thank you, Nancy. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was Nice chatting with you. Thank you again to our listeners. Please don't forget to subscribe, okay. like, and follow us on our social media pages. Our handle is EcovilleZW on all platforms. Join us next week for another episode. I'm your host, Nonsigele Lokwaka.